0: What's up, guys? It's NFL Week 7, and we're taking a look at DraftKings plays to help you win the Millie Maker this week. With me, as always, the author of Winning the Million Dollar Game, Secrets to the DraftKings Millie Maker, my man, the Shark Lab, Burns. What's going on, my brother?
1: Hey, guys. How are you? Um, doing well. How about you?
0: Um, I was doing really good until I looked at the game <laughs> tiles for NFL Week 7. Yeah. And I saw that there's literally only one game on the main slate that even has a an above 45-point total, right. and even that one didn't hit the 50 spot. So it's a weird week, Burns. It sure game is. everywhere.
1: It sure is, and it's not an easy week uh, where you can just go by the betting lines and pick all your uh, favorites. It's going to be a tricky week this week, 10-game ten, uh, ten slate on the main slate. Uh, You're going to have to make some different pivots that you're normally not accustomed to making Um, and things aren't going to always look pretty. So um, I would say, don't worry about it. If it doesn't look pretty, Uh, but you cash and you do well, you know, who cares? But um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a difficult week. Um, I think the only position that's really kind of a solidified position where we know what's going to, what could potentially happen, um, even though we, Thought this last week uh, was is probably going to be the run back position again. Uh, The quarterback position way up in the air. Who knows? Uh, And that's going to lead to other positions being weird, like the tight ends. It's pretty slim tight end position this week again, even though there are a couple of spots I really like. And then um, the wide receiver position is going to follow your quarterbacks. But it's 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 just a weird week.
0: I have been looking forward to this all week because I'm, uh, you know, even. Even I, I'm having a hard time locking in on some spots. I agree with you. I think running back is not too tricky. I like some, I like a lot of the running back spots. We nailed um, a lot of the running back spots last week, and you know, there's a cheapy as well that is going to take a little bit of balls to play. But I kind of feel like I got those, so yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I got them, um, and I like him. Uh, but beyond that, it's it's it is a weird week, and I've been looking forward to this breakdown. But of course, before moving forward. I always like to look back at the beginning of the show. So let's take a look at what won the Millie Maker last week. And I just like your your take on it, um, how this lineup came together, and your thoughts um, on the Burnsian approach to winning the Millie Maker compared to this lineup. So I've opened up the results database here on Roto-Grinders, and I'm taking a look at the lineup that won the Millie Maker last week. Congrats to DDRY, the Dry, million-dollar winner. Um, not the highest of scores. It was, uh, not the greatest scoring week. A lot of the quarterbacks last week failed.
1: They did. And uh, mainly Stafford was one, uh, fields was another fields gets hurt. Yep. Um,
0: I liked, I liked fields coming into the week fields gets hurt early, but he wasn't playing well. That game wasn't going our way anyway.
1: No cousins, he failed too.
0: Disaster for cousins in what seemed to me to be a good spot.
1: Yeah, it was a tough week. Um, Tua, he had a good uh, he had a good week. Um, not not in terms of value, it wasn't like his greatest value week. Um, but he had a good week. Um, a lot of people were on Moster. I mean, in the Millie Maker, he was I think he was 50 over 57 percent owned. I'll, I'll go to exposures,
0: but that was the lock button yeah. all in of the year. And, and I think we talked about it on this show, the only thing that I thought would, would could possibly hamper Mostert was that he just gets injured So uh, on occasion in-game. So I had cautioned about, hey, this is the week for in-game injuries. I didn't expect like all the quarterbacks and, and all those guys to get hurt. I was kind of thinking maybe most hurt that week. Yeah. But, but beyond yeah. that, listen, I played a ton of Mostert as well. It was the kind of week where you could play a guy 100%. Um, We had a ton of Kyron Williams. So, like, it's funny. When I look at this, this lineup that won, I'm going to go through the players that were kind of, like, heavily owned and then not. So let's just look at this lineup, uh, Burns, and tell me your thoughts on it. But, you know, it's, it's a Ritter plus two stack. So you've got Dez, and you've got bringbacks here with London and Pitts. And you know what? They all made value. They were all low owned enough. Now we were on, we were certainly on Drake London. Yep. We were um last week. And that was one of uh the spots that I had quite a bit of exposure to. And Cooper Cup is always good. And you know, fine was play. I think you could have played you could play Tyreek Hill in that spot and not really lost anything.
1: I was on Cup a lot last week. He was lower in salary than um Tyreek. Um I think I ended up with 35% cup just by through you know, just allowing the domination station to produce that. So I didn't raise or lower his projection at all, and it just gave me that much.
0: Yeah, loaded up on Cup. Um, Amin Ra, though, was low-owned, and that was a big reason that this lineup really worked. It's funny. My guess is I I think the real, the million-dollar play was twofold. Mm Mm-hmm. So remember, there's not a lot of correlation going on here. It's just a a Des Ritter. You've got Kyron Williams and Cooper Cup, who are both kind of like chalky spots from this L.A. game. So he got on the L.A. game without getting on the donkey play of um, Matthew Stafford, which was sharp in in case of this lineup. And um, in a non-correlative, like, I have 3,700 left. Who should I use? I guess I'll use Rashid Shahid. And that was the million-dollar decision, of course, you know hitting the right defense certainly helps and we discussed Minnesota throughout the course of the week like as a good defense that was one of the i'm surprised how low they were owned that was one of the defenses that was definitely discussed on a lot of our breakdowns as well
1: i think they were low owned simply because a lot more people were on fields you know they had a they had fields and the quarterbacks and the wide you know in the passing game in that game and it was like okay uh well Minnesota Vikings became an afterthought
0: I think one, one interesting thing about last week was sort of the breakdown of ownership projections because fields was not projecting to be high owned at all. Not DFS army's projection wasn't great for him, but I looked at every other site that does ownerships and it was pretty much an agreement that he was going to be somewhere in that, you know, five to 7% range. And he wound up at, uh, up over 11%, which I thought was the correct amount, but right. I just wonder why it was missed um that was kind of weird but yeah Rashid Shahid at one percent on I mean like you get an 18 out I don't even think quite honestly I think D dry could have won this without Shahid just putting somebody who was wrong in there because he he actually lapped the field by 12 points so this was just bonus yeah and I mean it just goes to show that you could still win these things
1: yeah, um, let, let me let I me wouldn't take- have been on Shahid. I know um Raz was on Shahid, one of the coaches for uh in DFS Army, he was on uh Shahid um on the pre-lock show, but I was not on Shahid at all. I don't think anybody else was particularly on him if he got into your pool through, you know, just the domination producing it, then that's one thing, but I don't think anybody was purposely going out of their way to put him in the lineup
0: no i just think you know if you fell on him or or um i i am seeing that um this fellow is a mass multi-enterer so my assumption here is this was just a run with um a qb plus two run yeah
1: <clears throat> and what i know from like uh twitter he's uh he uses ows stuff okay so they, okay um, um yeah,
0: maybe they maybe they um
1: had they pushed it this week like OWS did that they had a million dollar winner
0: oh really? okay so there you go yeah. um I'm seeing yeah let's see Ritter Bijan Drake pitts so he obviously took a heavy stand on using enough or or lots of um des Ritter or enough of it that he just fell on on the right little group and Minnesota defense obviously was a big portion of it. But like I said, you don't really see like a lot of Rashid Shahid versions here. But I am seeing what I would call a, a negative correlation where you have even some lineups here with Dez, Bijan, Jonu, and Drake London. So that's a little bit um, unusual yeah,
1: in the But the- who
0: cares? Million dollar winner.
1: That's how you exactly, do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the, the two cheapies at the domination station were popping in almost every lineup that you produced was um, Chubba Hubbard and, and Kendrick, um, Born. Kendrick Bourne, that's right. Um, oh. And if you had them in your lineups, you actually probably did really well too. So
0: I fought the Kendrick Bourne um, thing. Uh, I'll, I'll actually show you, I'll show you my exposures from the week as I was in the, the flea and, and, you know, full disclosure, right? So let me see if I can pull that up here and, and you'll see, but I went, I think I went about 50% or 48% Mostert.
1: Yeah, I think it was 40% Mostert last week. Man, this tool just does not work all the time. And, and so it's
0: difficult to do this on, on, on a show, but, um, I was going to try to pull it up, but I believe it's once again, this thing just breaks constantly.
1: Yeah, I think they tried, to um, they tried to try to cross section with, um, fantasy labs, so yeah, the this pulling it from Fantasy Labs. It's and it doesn't by, always work.
0: Yeah, it's powered by Fantasy Labs. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really working. So you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to show it because I don't want to sit here and wait for that thing to pop up. But yeah, I had. Um, I just didn't have enough Ritter. Um, in my run to get to that, I had some. I had plenty of Tua, but those Tua lineups didn't really hit for takedowns. Had the most dirt. Um, one thing that burned me was a lot of Montgomery gets hurt. In, in game, and I had a ton of fields. I really went over the field on fields.
1: I was right there with you. Um, I was so there was a the second field.
0: quarterback that I was very heavy on that also didn't work out. Burrow. Yeah, Burrow and Fields. So, um, Hey, that's how it goes, but we've got another week, and we have another week set up where it's going to be difficult.
1: Yeah, and there'll be a lot of chalk on some high salaried guys this week. I, I could see a lot of Ownership being on these um, two or three, maybe even four guys at the top of the range in the salary. Um, Obviously, Mahomes being in the highest total game, total game with um, the Chargers. So I consequently you're going to see a lot of ownership on um, Herbert this week as well. uh, Just because it's the game of the week, you're probably going to see some you're going to see a lower ownership but he'll still have high ownership is Allen Buffalo. And then um, I think the fourth highest owned guy will probably be Lamar Jackson. Out of those. yeah, I'm, We'll have to see how it guys. checks out.
0: My, my general feeling is that on it's, it, there are some, there are some discrepancies between Fanduel and DraftKings this week as well, which make it make the week kind of interesting. But my general feeling is we won't see massive ownership on any one quarterback at all. I think we're going to see a massive right. spread. And I actually think because Des Ritter has been the nuts quarterback the last couple of weeks in the Millie Maker. We're gonna start to see vomit stacks become more common. You know, yeah, howl and and you could go back to Ritter and all these kind of mediocre quarterbacks, which is an interesting turn from what was happening last year, where you had, you know, it was last year was like play the stud QB. These 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 cheaper ones weren't working. And last year was very much about like play Mahomes, play Josh Allen, play, you know, fields late in the season. It was that. That's how last season went. And we're or, we're not that deep into this year, and it is not going that way. We haven't had a single had-to-have-it game out of uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Period. We haven't had one.
1: Um, yeah, what, what's the highest he scored, like 24, 25 points? in one single he's
0: He's never made value. I could, I mean, I'll pull him up, but he hasn't had a, Oh, that was a great game. You know, he had a 25, another 25 and the rest have been pretty, pretty mediocre, including against matchups where you would, you would expect possibly
1: more. Right. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think it's, um, it's something that we need to take notice of uh, moving forward. 58% of the time, winning millimaker lineups or the top 20 lineups of the millimaker are targeting the 6k salary range. And um so that's that's really where the bulk of these 6 through 6 weeks 120 lineups 58% of those 120 lineups is gravitating towards the 6k range of the salary for quarterbacks and it's you know the average salary for quarterback position for those 120 lineups is sixty four hundred dollars. So just goes to show you, you know, you don't have to roster a Mahomes to win the Millie Maker. You can stick in that 6K and below range, that salary of 7K and below, I should say. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I think so. one change Burns that I've noticed this year is A, I think DraftKings in particular priced up quarterbacks a little bit higher at the stud level than what they were last season and so that has created a wide enough spread and we've talked through this math on this show before but i'll remind everybody like just the numbers to understand and it it works this year as well so the way the numbers work an 8k let's let's actually pull it up here so 8300 from pat mahomes means we need about 8, 16, 24, 32 plus. So let's call it about 35 fantasy points for Mahomes to keep you on pace for a tournament-winning um, type score. 35 is, is a big score, and, and Mahomes hasn't even approached that.
1: And it's really difficult for him to get there now because he doesn't run. He's there not a time running quarterback. He runs to get a first down, but not for touchdowns.
0: The, to make matters worse, Burns they're now leaning much more heavily on their running game in general and their defense. Kansas city's team has adjusted a little bit and we're seeing a a really good defense. Um, We're seeing an emphasis on running backs that we haven't seen the last couple of years. So I agree. It's, it's difficult for him to, he can get that he's that good that he could do it, but he might need like a explosive back and forth game. Whereas last season he was hitting 30 every single week because they didn't run the football and they were just throwing for those touchdowns and their defense was mediocre enough that the opposing teams would be in the game. Right. So just yeah. to, again, to clarify, he needs 35 or 36, whereas a Des Ritter, and we saw it last week and I literally went through this, except I talked about Dobbs, wrong guy, but same idea. Yep. By the way, I still think Dobbs can do it. He's going to, he's going to win us a Millie one of these weeks. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. But I talked about Dobbs, but it was the same thing for Dobbs. To equal that production for Mahomes, he only needs like a 22. At 5K, it's like a 22 to 24, keeping you on pace. A 22 to 24 is much, much more likely for any quarterback to hit. Right. That's a number that's achievable.
1: Yeah, this and I like, I like some guys in that 6K range this week. I like guys in the 5K range. Obviously, we're going to love Allen and Mahomes and the top four salaried guys. I mean, you're always going to love those guys week in and week out um re, you know where the matchups are good and technically outside of maybe one of them the te- the matchup is good um so but they need a lot they do need a lot to get there and it's going to it's just going to be tough week in and week out for these guys to get there i mean Allen's done it uh once this year and whether or not he can do it again this week is going to be tough i mean New England is a decent they're they're decent against um, the quarterback position they, they rank seventh fantasy points against the quarterback position. So I don't know if he's going to get there or not this week at 8,200. It's a
0: big ask. Um, you know, he certainly could get there, but I could also see Bill's defense just dominating that game. So there's a lot of questionable spots before we get into the breakdown of the players. Take me through real quick, the updated through six weeks sort of math of what's been winning the million maker. I always look at this. I'm like, man, It's a lot of numbers, a lot of math, burns. Take me through it. This is um, part of the Shark Lab research. And um, so just tell me what's going on here on the screen.
1: Yeah, so um, for each position, what we've done is we've taken um, all 120 lineups and by position, we've broken them down into what is winning um, in these top 20 lineups from a Vegas perspective. So the Vegas perspective that we're really wanting to, to target is the 45 points threshold and um, for total points in a game and the implied team total of 24 points. So that's our barriers. That's our points of reference. In There's this, literally uh, only drafts.
0: two games that qualify for that this week.
1: Yeah, but you can actually, um, so where we start to divvy this up is like our home favorites for the quarterback position. You know, we start to look at that. And so the 45 and we'll look at it from a perspective of the 45 and greater uh, and the 24 and greater. So 61% of the time um, that is being hit within the Millie Maker lineups. But if you go to the 40, the last column in the quarterback section for home favorites, it's under 45 total points in a game and under 24 implied team total. And that's hitting 33% of the time. So it's still a pretty significant percentage of the total. Um, but if you go down to like the away dogs, the way underdogs, we really want to target over 45 points total points in the game and under that implied team total of 24, hitting at 68% of the time. That's a that's that's significant. And then the other targeted percentage in the away dogs is the under 45, under 24, and that's to be expected. Um, away favorites it's hitting just about equal to what the home favorites is of the applied team total of greater than 24 and the total points in the game of 45 at 64 percent of the time the home dogs it's similar to the way dogs you want that greater than 45 total points in a game and under 24 points in applied team total so you know these are these are some things that we've seen um researching the 120 lineups and it's by position so i'm not going to go through every position but you know it is by position here and this this just gives you a really good starting point and then from there you can look at the metrics of you know how defense is against the quarterback position how many fantasy points you know are they in the top are they in the bottom 15 17 of teams giving up fantasy points as a defense to the position. Are they, um, are they a bad defense against a particular position? So this is your starting point. And then from there, you have to utilize all the defensive metrics versus the position metrics. So it's a good baseline.
0: I like it. I love it. Um, Hopefully we can identify some of these spots this week because it is, it is a tricky one. Um, Again, I'm just going to roll up here to the game totals. Um, here on the domination station optimizer, um, and just uh, in the game tiles and, and just, just a visual it, you know, 43, 37, I mean, backup quarterbacks, um, this one here, two good defenses, you know, backup quarterbacks potentially in this one with the Colts and the Browns, um, you've got the terrible, um, you've got got a good team total here, but the terrible Patriots offense that could get dominated, um, giants, maybe backup quarterback, uh, you know, good defenses at this 37 pointer. I mean, there's just so many bad games. And then we get to sort of the afternoon slate, and it, it, it like so the early slate just looks anemic, and then the afternoon slate looks a little bit better. Um, you know, sort of capped off by this KC Chargers game, which I think maybe even has more appeal than it should. You know, that yeah, th- that's yeah. another one that I'm not sure about. Players are priced mm-hmm. maybe a little bit higher than what what the likely results are gonna be um in that one. So uh, it is a challenge this week, so let's let's get into
1: it. I mean, I at that top salary range, we got four guys. We got Mahomes at eighty three hundred, Allen at eighty two, Herbert at eight thousand, and um, Lamar Jackson at seventy six hundred. I can basically take one right completely off the board. Um, in and of itself, I don't it, even though they're in the highest um, projected total point for game, I take them right out completely. Is um, Herbert? the um, reason why is Kansas City has been very good this week uh this year as a defense um they're actually top five against the quarterback position in fantasy points against so herbert for me yeah he meets some of the criteria from a betting lines perspective but when we look at all the other metrics around that um he does not meet the the bill and therefore i won't be rostering him at anything I w- i'll have zero ownership of herbert this week I-
0: I like it. Um I'm just popping up the um statsational, uh power ranking sheet here I lo- that I pr- love this sheet here. Yeah, this is like what you need in order to dominate DFS beyond all other things. And um you could see here that what you just said is reflected in the projection for the Chargers. Now, of course, Ekeler's coming back and I think some of this rushing yardage um will change and I actually think it will increase significantly for the Chargers, but The prediction on the passing yardage is 229, which is significantly below what you would expect. And I'm going to go find Kansas City and and try to understand. So Kansas City is allowing 33 yards below expectation to opposing wide receivers. Effectively, this means their pass defense is pretty good. Um, You can note here that the best pass defense in the league at, at this moment is Cleveland. By a lot. Yep. But um, Casey is up there and, and kind of similar to Baltimore and Buffalo. So, sort of these teams that we already consider to be pretty good. Yeah. Another one is Atlanta. That's why those games are really projecting very poorly. So um, the sheet here absolutely agrees with what um, you're saying about. And, and, and it's kind of like the preseason thing that we talked about as well, where you're kind of like, you know, in these high total games or the better games, Maybe focus on the favored QB. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think it won more often than not. Um, was in that highest projected game total um, games, the underdog in those games was like very sparingly utilized in winning Millie maker lineups, whereas the other side of the bill, the favored guy was utilized more. Um, so I. I just don't like I just don't like that passing offense for the Chargers this week. Eckler coming back basically takes Keenan Allen out of the game from a receiving perspective. He's been really great with Eckler on the bench, hurt. So as being the number one guy. And then you know Mike Williams goes down, and then all the targets are going to Keenan Allen. So he was heavily he was heavily influenced in fantasy scoring by injuries this year.
0: Um, I've talked about it all year long that Eckler being out is, is like Keenan Allen has a long history of being a solid cash game guy, 11, 10, 11 targets, but rarely um, brings the ceiling that makes it worth rostering him in tournaments. I mean, he's got years worth of this with, with Herbert and then all of a sudden, when Eckler goes down, like, oh wait a second, you know what? Eckler had been absorbing two touchdowns per game for this team, or one and a half touchdowns. That was what was limiting Keenan Allen's upside. So with Eckler out, that really promoted Keenan Allen. But the problem is because of that, he went from his his traditional seventy one hundred or sixty eight hundred dollar DraftKings salary. And again, we have years of data on this up to eight. 8.5k, and he has effectively made himself, in my opinion, um overpriced for his traditional role on this team. And so um I think he's in a void uh yeah. this week as well, just because I'm not paying 8600. There are other I feel confident that there are other wide receivers priced right around where he is that or below that could outscore him. So I'm 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 not on board with um, Keenan, even in this game, I I totally agree with you. And I, and I like that you're off of um, Herbert. I don't know if any of these, I I think Mahomes is interesting. I'm going to tell you why Mm -hmm. he hasn't done it all year. He's been a, a fantasy disappointment every single week. I get it, but this, the chargers defense is really, really bad. And I don't care who the quarterback is. I'm interested in any quarterback going up against the chargers because of how their defense has been. And even Mahomes and, and and they haven't been doing a whole lot. And you know, he's out partying with T Swiz and, and and Blake Lively and the whole and the whole crew. And they got that going on. But I, I actually think a lot more of what's going on with KC is their defense has improved, their running game emphasis has gotten better. I think they feel more comfortable with Pacheco. Pacheco has effectively now seized control of like a normal running back role for this team where he's getting 70% yep. of of the work. And
1: I, I like Pacheco. I do, too. He's a good running back. Yeah, I like him in this spot. So, I actually like him a lot more than the passing game in this one for them. Yeah. But it could well, be a passing game situation for them. I don't know. Tough to see what, tough. Uh, we have to see what Andy Reid comes up with an with the the, offensive scheme for this one.
0: The other problem with Mahomes and the other reason why, if you told me today, Kevin, just fade Mahomes this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't play him.
0: That I would almost be relieved. And I'm gonna tell you why that would relieve me. Number one, we don't have enough games on this slate, slash salary relief on this slate to really feel comfortable like stacking Mahomes with Travis Kelsey. Right. Kelsey's just insanely expensive. And you need uh, and and with Mahomes and Kelsey being the most expensive at that position, that's kind of a donkey way to play DFS, right? That's not how you win tournaments. I I I guarantee I, I have a feeling that if you went back and said, rostering like the most expensive players at their position, how often has that won a Millie maker? The answer would be like, right. almost never, right? That's yeah. not how you win. So um, that starting stack seems rough. And then every other version of a Mahomes stack is like involving Rishi Rice or Kadarius Tony or some other garbage that you don't want to play.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to see, you're going to see a lot of people try to, try to push in uh, Kelsey into their lineups. 8,000 on DraftKings. That's a lot. I mean, that's a he's got to effectively, he's got to score a minimum of 32 points. That's more palatable anywhere. for
0: me that I can palette that, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season when other players are so incorrectly priced that you, it doesn't matter that much. You're getting, you know, remember the first week of the season, you're getting Adam Thielen at like 3,800 doing yeah. like you're getting pops before they kind of figured out how to price these guys. Now, most of the players are priced correctly or close to it, which effectively means that playing the most expensive players while they're priced correctly. And it's good. doesn't allow you to really build a a well-rounded lineup that has a whole lot, unless you happen to fall on Rashid Shahid at the right week, like um, our, um, like our Millie maker winner from this past week. So, you know, like I said, you could do it, but it's harder. And, and Rashid Shahid is like a mistaken Great play, right? He's the guy that can do it in one shot, but there was no process to that play other than he's just, you know, just get a little lucky. Hey, luck is a good thing too. Like you just kind of fall on that, on that wide receiver WR two that happens to be used that week. Uh, Listen, I could be wrong. And maybe there was some logic to playing Rashid Shahid, but I don't really think it was anything beyond just, Hey, that's what's left here. And yeah, that's who got
1: plugged in. I think that's what happened. Um, that I don't know if he was being pushed by OWS and, and that guy just caught on and he was like, okay, yeah, Rashid, Shahid, um, because we're not part of their organization. So we don't know. Um, But, you know, I look at how Kelsey's being utilized and he's not really in, you know, he could have a blow up game this week and crush and have 32, 40 points. I mean, it's, it's inevitable for that to happen with him because he's done it year in and year out where he has a minimum of one game where he just explodes and it could happen this week. But, you know, I really haven't rostered him in a lot of the weeks where he's been on the main slate a ton. I think I might've got gotten 20% on him one week, but that's about as much as I'm willing to probably go with him because the fact that it takes, a minimum of around 30 points for him to pay off his salary at $8,000 on DraftKings. And then I think it's even higher or more egregious on FanDuel. I think it's like almost 9,000 on I FanDuel. actually, do, I like it better on FanDuel because FanDuel does have a little more. Touchdown equity.
0: Yeah. Like those touchdowns that like DraftKings, it's it's much more about receptions and, and, and crossing a hundred yards. FanDuel, you get the touchdown you're already like, okay, yeah, you're, you're in a much better shape. Um, All right. So let's so I, I agree with you. I think it's difficult as much as Mahomes is in the best matchup of the week. It will be difficult to roster him and stack him where you feel comfortable. Can you play him as a standalone play? Probably. But but again, it's not something I feel super great about. And you could pair him up with a Rishi Rice. And I think it's OK as well. Like if I, yeah. I my assumption is if, if Mahomes is is coming out and he's putting up 37, then he will, he will find one of his wide receivers and create a good day. And Justin Watson's hurt. They have fewer wide receivers right now than they've been using. So I, I actually think there is some possibility, especially with Watson, who was like a 70% on the field guy, didn't get targets, but at least he, he was out there all the time. Maybe with him out, maybe they'll just keep Reishi on the field a little bit longer, or you know, Sky Moore or one of these other turd names at wide receiver that they have might emerge. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, you, you mentioned the other guys, L- Lamar Jackson. He's at home in yeah. a nondescript spot against Detroit. And when I say nondescript, I mean, you know, the total doesn't really stand out. Um, you know, it's not like the Baltimore offense has been producing well, although I think it's been a lot more just random players dropping balls and, and that kind of thing that it has been like Lamar not play. I think Lamar actually has been playing well. Mm -hmm. This year, I think a lot of when I watch the game, I'm like, dude, that dude dropped a pass. You know, Rashad Bateman is is actually terrible.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, This is probably one of the highest efficiency years I've seen for Lamar in a while. Um, He's over 90 on a QBR, which is for him. He's usually in and around 85, 83, 80. Um, But he's up. He's up above QBR of 90 it's kind of why I like him this week. Um, He can still get in there in the end zone uh, down and around the goal line. Um, But I really like the pairing of him with Andrews this week. Andrews is probably my favorite tight end on the entire slate this week.
0: He's the only one that, that that, like when I looked through the whole thing, I was like, you know what? I got another
1: one, but that's lower in salary. My probably my cheapy guy, but this, this guy right here is Andrews is, boys for a breakout game this year his breakout game he had a good game I think it was a couple weeks ago maybe or potentially a week ago but I think he could have a breakout game against Detroit this week at 5.7k and most people be on Kelsey and in that big game and then you got Andrews that's just there and people just don't feel like they want to click the button but because Detroit is seen as a very good defense, but in reality, they're not as good against the tight end position. So I really like this spot for Andrews this week. I love it too. I I haven't
0: really rostered Lamar Jackson very frequently this year or last year. Like he was, he's another one of those names that I kind of didn't use too much of. Um, But the times when I like to use him are when the, when Baltimore goes up against a quality opponent, on offense that can score. Now Detroit is kind of all over the place, right? They're a good defense too, and but they're a good offense this year. Mm-hmm. Amon Raz there, Um, you know the running backs, a little weird, whatever. You know, is it Gibbs this week. I, Do we I know maybe, if it's going to be Gibbs? I I don't know. He's got a Q tag. Craig Reynolds got a Q tag. The whole okay. thing's got a fucking Q tag. I don't know. So wish uh, should...
1: force <laughs> him to throw the ball a lot.
0: Yes, yes. So both sides of this game start to be interesting. Um, even though it doesn't stand out from a, a game total point of view. And especially the Lamar Jackson side, like I said, he's priced up by these other guys that are going to be, I think um Mahomes will suck people in. And again, I, I don't see as much rushing game upside from Lamar as we had seen in the last couple of years. But I also think that, again, watching the last couple of games, if Zay Flowers doesn't fall over his own feet for like two potential touchdowns in last week's game, that just like he fell. And if Rashad Bateman just doesn't like, not remember how to catch a football and like there are there are just situations happening in these games where you're like whoa that was really close like we saw a really close to the breakout game from zay flowers last week he just like fell on a play or 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 just didn't run at the right moment i can't even i all i know is being like oh my god this almost went from an okay day to holy shit slate breaker day that's coming
1: oh yeah he's a good he's He's going to be a good one in the NFL. I really like Zay Flowers and what he's doing with this offense. And it's Love just it. going to – his his role in the offense is just going to continue to grow week in and week out. He's going to be I,
0: – I, I'm starting to think maybe Marquise Brown – is actually good also so but i think that zay flowers can can replicate that so so a lot of good stuff there i love them andrew's call that was my um you know first look tight end as well because i went through the tight end position i'm like there's a cheap one i want to see if i'm on the same one as you so i'm super curious about it but let's let's uh first of all reminder hit that like button subscribe to the channel if you like this content the math behind uh a lot of the stuff burns you know bring in the heat um if we want to keep this type of show free and open to the public. We need your support. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Let us know you're out there and let us know your favorite QB wide receiver stack in the comments section below. Um, All right. So we talked about the expensive guys. Mm -hmm. Lamar, Herbert, Mahomes, Josh Allen, all of interest. I don't want to get too deep into Josh Allen. Listen, it's another game where you have a quarterback who's massively favored can go a lot of different ways. But the Bills tend to throw for touchdowns. You don't have to be scared of Josh Allen as a massive favorite. This is years worth of data. Even though that maybe hasn't worked this year, I have years worth of data that says that Josh Allen as a massive favorite can produce 30 plus.
1: Yeah, and he's been very good against New England in his career. Him and uh, Stefan Diggs have been very good against New England in their career. So I really don't see that as as a problematic spot. Um, actually that's probably the best pairing in this contest is, um, Allen to Diggs, And then, uh, maybe a secondary or tertiary, uh, stacking pairing is Dawson Knox in the tight end position
0: if needed. Right. But maybe not needed, right. Gabe Davis is okay too. And I think, I think no matter what you're doing there, what, what I love about this game from a potential for Josh Allen perspective is just that the bills don't really force the force it too much with the running backs especially for touchdowns. And on top of that, the Patriots are actually quite good against the run, which makes it unlikely that Lats Murray will come in and like vulture even one touchdown, right? It, as long as Lats Murray isn't sucking in a touchdown himself. And if we assume that that the Bills can get four in this game, you know, if if Allen has a piece of all four of those, he has a great, great shot to um, put up a 30-plus which is what you need uh, against his score. Like you need the fourth touchdown or you need the 300-yard bonus or you need to run one of those touchdowns in. To break 30, you can't do it throwing for 270 and three touchdowns. That's That doesn't get you there. You need the, either the fourth touchdown, and he needs to break 30 to be worth rostering up here. With that being said, let's talk about the non-elite quarterbacks mm-hmm. on the slate and where we're going. We're going to talk about some pay down options and, and what stands out. If there's any math to this, or are we just throwing darts? I'm, I'm going to mention a couple of them, and I just want you to kind of give me takes because there's a lot of these guys, and they're all in weird places. Um, Stafford at 6,500. I'm just going to tell you guys this, and it's very simple. If you need to play Stafford this week, and I don't mind him, it's a much better play on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings. He is priced down appropriately on FanDuel. I've told you last week not to play Stafford because it's stupid to play Chalk Stafford, who hasn't crossed twenty fantasy points like in in multiple seasons, I don't think he will be chalk at all <laughs> anymore. Now people yep. fucked around, and guess what happened, Burns? They got burnt. They found out. Yep. They found out last week. They fucked around. They found out. But that being said, when he's not chalk, I don't have a problem. Even if you played him here, but he is a much much better value on FanDuel, and I think you should play him there if you need to do it. I like him. They don't have a running back that's dominant. But play him on FanDuel.
1: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think sixty five hundred almost puts him out of range yeah. um, to meet value. Um, he's going if he does anything remarkable. And by any by all standards, Pittsburgh is not a great defense. I I actually really like Stafford at home more than I do on the road against Pittsburgh in this contest. And then it's that being it's a four o'clock game. Pittsburgh's normally accustomed to playing one o'clock games on the West Coast. Um, he could potentially s- score 20 to 27 in and around yeah. there um which for stafford this year it would be remarkable um he's not really crossed that 20-point barrier more than w- once or twice no, this no, year hasn't done
0: it hasn't oh yeah he hit mm-hmm. 20
1: once yeah so once um so it would be pretty remarkable and I, I don't know if he carries cooper cup with him this week if he's going to get there i think think it might Pakua might be Pakua Nakua this week. They both probably get
0: there if he gets there, but, but here's my thing with Stafford. I do think he can get there. I do think he can get you 25. I think he can get you 27. He has that in him, um, lowered, lowered running back, um, focus on a week like this. But again, it just does not make sense to me to push him here at 6,500 when he is effectively seven or eight quarterbacks cheaper yeah. on FanDuel. So, it's just like if you play on both sides, and I know we're talking DraftKings Millie maker strategies. If you play on both sides, don't tell me, Kevin, he scored well, uh, so you you ruined me by not l- saying to play him. What I'm I didn't say, I said, just play him on FanDuel where you'll get significantly more benefit from mm-hmm. a 24 or 25-point performance than you would here where he's priced effectively so close to some of these other guys that it almost ruins it.
1: I don't know how else to put it. And I'm looking to see what um, – yeah, so Cup is 9,700 on FanDuel. He yeah, is very becoming – he's becoming to the point where he's out of range for even meeting value now. Uh, 9,700 on FanDuel. He's got to score minimum of two touchdowns to pay that pay that salary off. When you have 30. Nakua, you got Nakua down there at 7,300. I mean, he's even a better value play – Nakua is on FanDuel than he even is on DraftKings. The problem with Puka is he gets there with the targets, the catches.
0: Yeah, it's not so much touchdowns, and also he's now in that sort of secondary wide receiver. This Rams offense has existed for a while, and it's very focused on Cooper Cup when he's in the game or whoever's in the slot. And and you know, Nakua will still get targets, but I think he's he's significantly overpriced for his role as well on both sides because he's still priced based on When the games without cup. So I think we need another week or two of shrinking that Puka like Puka should be where Robert Woods traditionally was in that offense, which is more of like a, a 5.8 K guy, not a 7.7 K guy. I know I look at things like that, but when offenses haven't changed, I just, that's how I look at them. But let's go through some of these other spots Burns, because I do need to find actual low cost, quarterback wide receiver stacks to build in a week like this, where again, there's, there is some salary relief. If you want to take some major risks at, at running back, or at least go with effectively Zach Evans at running back. Like Mm -hmm. that's your salary relief guy. Um, So there is some salary relief, but not that much. And uh, the wide receiver group is just really something you want to pay up for not that many games. So let's, let's take a look at some of these other spots here Um, moving down. So you got Jared Goff. I, I don't like that on the road. At Baltimore, I think that's just not that good.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. Baltimore is a pretty good defense against um against the quarterback this year. So effectively, Jared Goff. I mean, if he is you know under one percent own again and he goes off again, so be it. But it's just not a good spot for him. Yeah.
0: Jordan Jordan Love's on the road against a really bad Denver defense. Jordan Love has been bad the last couple of weeks, but um you know he certainly has the ability to put up a 25 er in, in a spot like this. Yeah. Christian, Christian Watson healthy. How do you, how do you feel about this? So, so just where are you going at these cheaper? I I like love a little bit. I think Sam Howell maybe could be of interest.
1: Yeah. So I I really like love this week. Um, He's yeah, he's on the road. Um, But Denver is a defense that is really porous against in their secondary outside of certain and i can and they do on the shadow reports have certain shadowing uh watson this week but i'm not really sure if he's gonna fully shadow him uh they play they play a good amount of zone so that,
0: yeah like they are playing some zone right like yeah. and the they other pull. thing is maybe that maybe that makes dobbs an interesting low owned pivot
1: that's where i was gonna go with it like i really like dobbs as the pivot off of Watson this week at 4.9 K um, and pairing him with, um, you know, Jordan love this week is a good pairing. Um, yeah. I, I think Jordan love can get there. I think he's a guy that can get you 20 plus this week. Um, you know, I, 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 think he could throw one to two, you know, minimum of a touchdown. I think he's going to throw a touchdown this week. I I think he throws two or three, to be honest with you against this, Pretty poor secondary and defense as a general uh, for Denver in Denver. So I, I wish it was at, in Green Bay. I w- I would have liked to seen this one in Green Bay. Yeah, th-
0: there's no gifts on this slate, Burns. Nah, I, I, no. I this is you're, <laughs> you're like reflecting the words. I don't even know if I was saying like you're reflecting the thoughts that I had as I was doing the first look for this one. I actually used um, Jordan Love in my first look uh, breakdown for DraftKings this week. But I said the same, you know, this would have been so much better if he was at home. Man, they can't get you. There's no break. You get no breaks here. The guy in the best, you know, on paper spot might actually be Geno Smith. But he's been so bad from a fantasy scoring perspective that it's really tough to pull the trigger on him.
1: He's had one week. It was week two where he scored 26.1 DraftKings points. Um, And it was against a really good defense. Uh, Detroit's a really good defense. Now incoming is Arizona. Uh, they got us, the spread is m- minus seven in this one. The point total is actually pretty decent, it's like a 45 point total in this game. The way I see this game could potentially go is he's gonna, he's gonna either air it out to lock it and DK Metcalf, and that those are gonna be the two primaries that get all the actual, you know, game script offensive game script from Gino this week, or it's going to be a week where we see a lot of Walker.
0: Yeah. I think Walker is the big risk. And and part of the reason why Gino hasn't looked all that great from a fantasy production standpoint is when Walker's doing his thing, he's taking touchdowns away, you know, just like any running back, but he's taking touchdowns away from Gino. And um, yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, he's got six touchdowns on the season. one, one, two. Too so, you know, the dude's been scoring, yeah, and that just affects how many touchdowns this team's getting. The other problem for me with Gino is DK Metcalf has yet to effectively make value once this year, and Tyler Lockett maybe has been a little bit closer to it, but still not. Ex- so, um, yeah, Gino should be interesting. One of the cool things we've added to the domination station, uh, this week, we added our new feature, I'm calling it a sim boost. Okay. And what it does is it allows you to sort of create lineups that look much more like um, how a game would go. They, they go with the flow of a game much more so than anything we've ever done before. And obviously, um, we've been talking about it behind the scenes, but it's been spectacular. The back testing, and you haven't done your back testing yet, you will. But you saw, I, I went back and re back tested the entire season in every single slate um, using um, generic uh, generic um, settings that we've talked about in the offseason that you and I came up with in the offseason. 100% of the time, we had improved results with the Sim Boost um, in play. So, the reason I bring it up here is because what the Sim Boost does is it effectively says, okay, if Geno Smith is the quarterback, then, and he is winning you the tournament, that means he scored enough points that his wide receiver group should be hitting, uh, or at least one or both, or his wide receiver group should be hitting towards their ceiling. Uh, effectively, let's call it a one and a half. Standard deviation unit above the mean um, performance. In order to achieve that, we boost their projections for all of his pass catchers by 25 to 30%. That's how the sim boost works. And, but it doesn't necessarily force stacks with two. It's just saying, hey, we're going to boost up these guys. And what happens is, even when you boost those guys 30%, you're really like not getting much uh, double stacks because it just doesn't, you know, DK it's just not hitting his mean projection. It's just so low relative to the salary that he's been um, uh, put at this year. He's at seven K and he's averaging 14 at seven K. You're supposed to be averaging 17 points per game. He's averaging 14 points per game, meaning he's below um, expectation. His best game of the season, 20 is still, you need a 28 at seven K to have tournament upside. And he's only hit effectively what, what I would call, cash game value once this year so who the hell wants to play dk metcalf he could still do it he's got the gpp winning upside but on most weeks he's not going to get there um and tyler lockett's been a little better but kind of the same he's averaging 12 fantasy points per game on the season right he's priced this week at 6k effectively 2x average scoring which is not the two and a half x that they should be priced at And, and so it just – and he's had one game this year where you had to have him, and it was that crazy Detroit game. So, like, number one for me, I think it's Tyler Lockett. That's the better pairing. But number two is I think it's just – the problem with Gino is the – Jackson Smith and Jigba has effectively cut the target share down for Lockett and Metcalf to a level that makes none of them appropriately priced and therefore – um, likely to get us a tournament-winning score if we stack Geno, effectively somewhat ruining <laughs> all of the Geno build-arounds yeah. and the concept of it. So, wow, I spent a lot of time on all of that. <laughs> I don't like it that much. but Yeah, um,
1: I, I I go back and forth to, with DK Metcalf all the time. I It's almost a fight of whether or not I want to roster him or not. And with Geno Smith, I mean, he's only you you should really only roster two guys with Geno Smith. Uh, Jackson Smith has yet to have a rapport with Geno where he's scoring and he's getting targeted a bunch because Lockett and Metcalf are the primaries. Um, But it's either it's either Metcalf or Lockett. I got to tell you. I wouldn't shit too
0: hard on J- JSN this week just because he's priced. De- so the one good thing about Jackson Smith, unlike those other two, he kind of gets a similar number of targets. Mm-hmm. And the one good thing is the salary has been coming down every single week. And I like this. So unlike the other guys, and let me, let me show you the numbers on screen. Um, So you see it. So JSN started off the season as a 5k player, totally inappropriate. Right. And it's 45, 44, 42. Now he comes, he's last couple of weeks, four, five, six targets. Now he's under 4k.
1: Yeah. It's a nice, this is a nice salary for him.
0: Yeah. He's priced in the Rashid Shahid makes one play and wins DDRY a million dollars price point.
1: Yeah. Where is the guy, this is the guy that when, um, Ohio state played Utah in. uh, In the bowl game, uh, it was about let's see, two years ago now. Uh, because last year, last year he was hurt all year. He blew up. I mean, he's the guy that had 346 yards receiving, he had like four touchdown catches in that game. It was it was a remarkable game for him, and everybody was like so excited going into last into like last year. And if he would have been on the field with him and Marvin Harrison and uh Emeka Buka. With Stroud as the quarterback for Ohio State, it would have been a national championship year. J- um, but J- he's J- got the bill. Uh, what I'm saying is he's got the ability.
0: Yeah, sure. I was gonna say the dude, the kid has the bona feet. He's like, this was the number one um uh wide receiver pick in the draft. He was he's he's compared as a prospect to Jamar Chase. Yep. like um that dude is good, right? Oh, His yeah. only issue has been he hasn't been involved in the offense. Um, it could happen at anytime. So I like that price point. If I had to play Geno – and definitely if I was playing Gino in a double stack, I think that it would be JSN as, as a second part, but the other part of, and again, I'll continue to shit on uh, the Seattle like situation is the other part is they throw to tight ends a lot on that team and that's effectively yeah. ruining it. So f- that ruins it. It's really and those the tight, tight ends. ends aren't good either. <laughs> yeah. That's why you can't play those expensive wide receivers and it just ruins it. you're going to Colby Parkinson and or fan and who the hell yeah. knows. And will Disley. Um, yeah, no, all right, so let's move on. I want to. I, I want to still. I don't want to waste too much time on a guy in Gino that I'm not super interested in, even though the the matchup is good. Um, other players that we can target down here that might miraculously produce some value. So, um, is there uh. anybody else? Can we? I, I think yes to Dobbs again. I'm playing Dobbs again this week. I'm doing it. I'm 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 going out on it.
1: There's uh there's a couple of plays this this week that I'm gonna be interested in. Uh one if he plays is Daniel Jones against the Washington Commanders. Only if he plays now. He, he obviously, um, only if he I plays. I would not and, play Tyrod Taylor in this game.
0: I, I feel like it's a long shot that he's gonna play. I'm but not big might. on
1: Tyrod Taylor. I just I no. don't know, but he's so cheap. But um, another guy, you know, you could go to Sam Howell in this game. Um, but I, the Giants' defense is not as bad as, as you think it is. Um, I could go to Baker Mayfield this this week. I I don't. I, it's a decent game, but it's not a great game. Um, I mean, it is not a great. game. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's not. Thirty-seven It's, it's, it's
0: a. This it's this is the no. You cannot do this. This is such a rule break. I'm not even going to allow you to say such a thing. That we can target a thirty-seven point total game. No one from a thirty-seven point total game that's a quarterback needs to get anywhere near our lineups this week, <laughs> Burns. I it's, disallow It's a tough it. one.
1: I, I'll tell you. it's Hold on a I second.
0: Couldn't... I'm about to do this to you. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Oh, come on. I unfriend
1: you. That's not how it works no yeah, no i i uh the only um i mean it's it's a potential spot for him um i'm not i've never been big on baker mayfield once one bit even when he has had great games um i've been off of him more often than not um but yeah dobbs is another guy he's been in good spots the last two weeks let me um, make let
0: me make an argument for dobbs here real quick you ready okay. This is my Dobbs argument. I know I've said Dobbs the last couple of weeks, and I know I got the hate emails. <laughs> I see the, the the comments on the videos. I, I, I absorb the hate. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll accept it if it makes you guys feel better. I'm fine with it. Keep sending it my way. But here's the deal. He's con- Nothing has changed about the argument the last couple of weeks that just didn't work out. The guy ran for 47 yards last week. All it would take is some mediocre passing. He he didn't throw for any touchdowns. But had he thrown for a touchdown, maybe didn't fumble away a ball. If he throws for one touchdown last week, you guys are like, Geek is the god of picking quarterbacks because he would have outscored or 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 equaled in score what Des Ritter did. He just didn't throw for a touchdown. Is he are they really not going to throw for another touchdown all year? Oh, he'll throw
1: for touchdowns. So he can get it this weekend for sure. He's yeah. he's on my list. He is definitely on my list.
0: He, he only needs to throw for a touchdown. So the week against Cincinnati <laughs> burned me by not running for running at all. He threw for the two touchdowns, but didn't run the football. Why? I don't know. But um yeah. that was Cincinnati's week, right? But last week he goes back. Look at these numbers 47, 48, 55, and 41. When he's doing well. He's running. So any sort of, if he runs for a touchdown, boom, 25 points. If he throws for a touchdown or two, boom, 25 points. All I'm saying is keep throwing the hate at me. and I'll keep drinking the haterade. (laughs) And then
1: he needs to do well again this week because Kyler Murray is in arms, about ready to return to the team. Um, his health is getting better and better each week. And um, so if he wants to stave off Kyler Murray, um, he's got to do it this week. That's for sure.
0: I just think he needs to do something anyway, because he mm-hmm. was fine earlier in the season. And and um, listen, the guy's not good. There's a reason why he works in the offseason at like a regular job. Like, it's not like a guy that's considered an elite prospect or any of that. And I don't really care. You know, we're, we're talking about garbage stacks that might help you win a millimaker maker. And right. we know the math of this. If I can get a 25 out of a 5k guy, that's just as good or better than getting a 36 or a 37 out of an 8k guy. And therefore I'm going to keep trying, even if it, even if it kills you, you know, like we just guess wrong. And tr- it is truly a guess, but, um, which one of these guys will go off? Like, I don't know. That one week where Bryce Young went off, like who the hell would have thought such a thing? But if you keep using all of them most weeks and you kind of just mix them in, that's how you accidentally end up on Des Ritter last week and you win a million dollars. Like that is not anything that is anything beyond beyond that. Um, it could happen. Any one of these guys, they're all mediocre quarterbacks. They're all not that good. And on that same note, I think Des Ritter is probably also acceptable to take a look at, even though I think it's horrible and that game has a terrible total and I want to throw up on a 37 point total game and I probably don't want to do it, but I probably won't do it. I I feel like I just can't. He's two weeks in a row. If Des Ritter is the nuts Millie maker quarterback for a third week in a row, I will drink a beer out of the turd hat as well. Like me and Bobby. Wow. are going to just drink beer out of the turd hat. If that happens again, I'm out. I'll, I'll eat that damn hat. That's how unlikely I think that is.
1: Yeah, there's yeah, this this range here, it's you know, Jordan Love obviously in that five K range, he's gonna top it. Um we don't know anything about Watson if he's gonna play or not. At this I point assume he time. will not
0: play based on I'm the signals that I'm okay. seeing.
1: So. Um Daniel Jones health is up in the air. Don't know if he's gonna play or not. Um, you know, Sam Howell, he could potentially get it done with his feet, um, though the Giants defense isn't as bad as everybody. So looks at um but Josh Dobbs, you know, he's he's got pretty good um matchup here against Seattle. Um but you know he also I,
0: stinks like, like we yeah. can be real, let's keep it real. He also stinks. Um
1: but the Minshew rest of these guys are no. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, no
0: the injury replacement guys are a disaster. Um I don't want any of that Minshew against Cleveland. I don't want really Tyrod Taylor. I do like that he runs the football a little bit, but You know, we have years of Tyrod Taylor not being very good. Um, I think Tyrod Taylor's probably, uh, you know what? I could convince myself on Tyrod.
1: Yeah, I like the Washington game, Um, them going up against Washington. Yeah, I got to think about that one more. Um, Washington is a pass funnel defense. You can throw on them.
0: I can convince myself on Tyrod that like he can run for a little bit and squeeze out like a 20-pointer Here again, I hate having to, but again, that's the kind of slate we're looking at. I hate having to like try to pick out which crappy quarterback might get 20 uh, or 24 or some number that might be enough. Like that's basically what we're doing this week because there's no obvious, you know, this is our guy. There's fields is not on here. There's just not these um, upside players at least priced below the 8K range where i feel like oh i have a shot with like a burrow at 6k or or trevor lawrence at 62 you know the the decent quarterbacks that get that mid salary that you know a few of them are going to do well we don't have it we don't have it this week um let's jump over to running back real quick and kind of run through some of these position groups what does the shark lab say about the running back position for nfl week seven
1: well we got um really good game where i think you know game script wise if it goes this way uh Ken Walker has been in – he's been in multiple tournament winning lineups this year. Um, you know, I like him this this week again. Liked him last week. He was almost – he was getting there. Like, he scored the touchdown early in that game, and then they just went away from him. Like, and, you know, he – to pay off his salary, he's got to score two. Uh, 7K, he's got to get in the end zone twice because he's – and he might even have to get the 100 – He's really cross a hundred yard barrier too. He will need
0: to cross a hundred. They've priced him up. You know, Kenny Walker has traditionally been more of a six K or 6,200 seven K is not like that much more, but um, it does just add that element of he now needs to score more like 30 plus, but he could get there. It's a two touchdown, hundred yard performance. If we check the, the props on two touchdowns for Kenny Walker right now, if you go and look, I would guess without looking at it, and I'm not going to pull it open because we're we're in a process of a, of a of a of a stream or a podcast here. But I would guess that's going to be about plus 500. Yeah. Um, implied right. probability somewhere in the 12% range, uh, 12 to 14%. So give me about a 12% chance of Kenny Walker hitting for two touchdowns in a game like this, and that's that's your odds. And if he doesn't do it because he doesn't get the pass, or the other possibility would be just like a weirdly elevated passing game role where he winds up with like five receptions for 50 and that can help you get there with just one touchdown. He could get there with one touchdown, a hundred yards and five receptions for 50 because if you put that one together, now you're at 28 anyway, right? You can get to 28, but he needs five fifty or some level of enough receptions and yardage off receptions to make up for that last touchdown, so to
1: speak. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, moving down the board here, uh, next guy that comes into mind here that I like is um Isaiah Pacheco in this game. I I like him a lot. Um, I feel like he's going to be a staple play this week. I think so too. Um, see, another guy that's popping for us is Jerome Ford with Cleveland. Uh, going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Who How crazy very... is it
0: that you're saying Ford? And it's, you know, again, he made my um my FanDuel first look lineup just because like, yeah, I know everybody's talking about Kareem Hunt, but the reality is good it's defense forward. in Cleveland. Ford still with the Chubb role. Yep. Kareem Hunt with the Kareem Hunt role. This dream that Kareem Hunt is going to elevate into the Chubb role has been a dream that I've heard from people who roster Kareem Hunt for years, and it just has not happened. Even when there's no other running back for some reason, it doesn't happen. All of a sudden, Ernest Johnson appears out of nowhere. So um, Ford got more carries last week than
1: Kareem Hunt. Um, I like him at 5.1K on DraftKings, too. Like He doesn't have to do much to pay that salary off. What's crazy Um,
0: is that we had to just skip all the way down from from basically you didn't mention Austin Eckler at the top, who I I, I do like as well, but that we had to skip from yeah. basically Walker down to Pacheco down to Ford. I mean,
1: those are three guys within their respective salary ranges that are really good plays, probably upwards of the best plays in their respective salary ranges. I mean, you know, if you look at Ken Walker in his salary range, he's got you know
0: not
1: he's got Bijan. he's got jacobs jacobs could be interesting <clears throat> jacobs could be interesting i do do not mind him but you know those are the guys that are in that 7k salary range then in the 6k range you got aaron jones who's been hurt um hard to trust but yes yeah. interesting
0: but uh, i i think aaron jones will be fine he almost could have played before their bye week i, I do think he's going to come back like he's fine but Aaron Jones doesn't is not exactly a twenty five touch guy anyway. He gets like fourteen or sixteen touches. No, so you right. need you're you're banking on a lot of efficiency
1: there. Yeah, and you got Jonathan Taylor in that six k range. James Cook and a going up against New England. I I don't see him making. I don't see him doing much. But you never know. He could get those swing passes from Allen. Um, Jameer Gibbs, his health is up in the air. Zach Moss is now in a timeshare with. Jonathan Taylor, and Pacheco. You know, it's like, you know, and, guys and also like going to get the bulk.
0: Going theirs. up like a super elite offense. I think Brian Robinson Jr. has a little bit of interest for me, you know, in the secondary guys. But you're right. The running back position is thin. At the, It's thin this week. It's not like we need a million different names. A lot of these guys have very clear, like, do not play situations. Ramondre, meh. Um, Jamal Williams, uh, Javante Williams, meh. Right, not getting more than twelve touches. AJ Dillon held to the no. Najee I Harrison, will say if this
1: one guy is still going to be really high owned, um, a lot of the field is going to be crying. About twenty five percent of the field will be crying at come uh, NFL Week Seven ending is um, owners of Rashad White going up against Atlanta. He is high owned right now. Really. Yeah, I think he's like 20 plus percent on the last I saw.
0: How is it possible?
1: I don't I don't know. And Atlanta is really good against running backs.
0: I so. mean, I get that. So here's here projection models versus brain players. A projection model is gonna say Rashad White gets 80% of the work. Yeah, he's getting passing game work. The volume is there, and they're correct. Like at some point, volume should catch up to um, production, unless you're Najee Harris or unless you're Rashad White, right? Yeah. I love Rashad White coming into the season, Mia culpa, but the reason I loved him wasn't because I thought he was a great player. It was because, hey, I think they don't have anybody else there and they're going to have to feed him the ball, similar to Alexander Madison. Well, right. we've seen so far this year that that offensive line, something's something's just not right with Tampa and I don't know what it is but whatever that yeah. thing is it is preventing Rashad White from doing anything are you serious that he's going to be i think that'll change by um by game day he's he's pretty you know, high like owned percent so we're seeing <clears throat> i'm seeing 15% on on the domination station i don't know he if it went at,
1: down from this morning when i looked at it
0: yeah so there it is so currently now it's 15% which is which is a little more yeah that sounds about right but i mean even still i think you know you're you're, you're <laughs> Oh, there's Roshan Johnson going to get some ownership as well. So that should be that should be interesting. Um, let's see who else is projecting high. Pacheco, the highest owned. Zach Evans in there. So let's talk about Zach Evans for a second. And and coming down to the the cheaper zone here. You yeah, know, Craig guy, Reynolds.
1: Another, I'll let you talk about uh, Evans, but another guy in that uh, 4K salary range, that, that'll probably go way under. He'll go overlooked. Um, and maybe we need to save this for tournament tactics, but um, I liked him earlier in the in the year in a, in a good situation against really bad defense against pass-catching running backs is uh, Jarek McKinnon this week. Uh, he's been able to do it in situations where a defense isn't very good against pass-catching backs, and he's a guy that can get the wheels turning. I still like Isaiah Pacheco is the guy that I like a lot. Um way more than Jarek McKinnon, but we're looking at a guy that's one percent owned.
0: Yeah, that's a win the win the maker kind of a play that is gonna fail more often than not. But if it hits, it hits and you win the Millie Maker. Um, we know that McKinnon's role really has been the same on this team for years and and mm-hmm. it doesn't change and it will pop every once in a while just because of how things are going. Or Andy Reid is like, hey, we haven't a passing offense. Let's, you know, let's play more mckinnon this week and you're like why did he do that and you have no idea and it happens the next week and you're like holy shit it happened again mckinnon's awesome and then it stops so in the realm of stuff but that is that play is too thin for my uh for my uh constitution (laughs) a little too thin for me um yeah i just want to talk about the last guy which is of course zach evans and and you know of course they add a little bit of you have to actually type his name in because you can't find it at 4K. <clears throat> but they add a little bit of mystery with McVeigh now not like officially declaring this guy the starter. He seems to be first in line, but they have a bunch of dusty-ass, um, bad running backs behind him on that team. So now we have to get into the psychology. Uh, we saw it last week with Arizona. We thought it was going to be, you know, this... A couple of these other guys and all of a sudden dusty old like Darrell Williams shows up and who knew he was even on that team and gets like nine carries yeah in this case behind Zach Evans and you want to talk about dusty Hoist Freeman is as dusty as it gets at the running back position there it's like a Lats Murray but worse uh I don't really see him as this big threat he never was good and he remains just a random guy who somehow keeps getting to work as a football player um It's, you know, more power to him on that note. Uh, Then you've got like Miles Gaskin. What? You know, undersized. And then then they bring back the ghost of Darrell Henderson Jr. I thought that guy was out of the NFL. Apparently he's been stashed like on their practice squad or something. Darrell Henderson Jr. To me is the biggest threat of all of them to Zach Evans because he's at least been a starter for the Rams over the course of his career at times. And I never really quite understood why they cut him. He was starting, and he was fine, and then he was cut. I don't know what went on there. But what I will say about Zach Evans, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because I've talked about him a lot already this week, is this kid was a highly touted prospect and a very, very good college football player. Like B. John Robinson-level t- um, touted pro- pro- five-star recruit ahead of Bijan coming out of high school. And the issue with him was really like personal attitude like stuff that is not necessarily predictive of anything to where he dropped in the draft so he had to leave his first school he went to a second school and he was kicking ass at the second school I'm not going to get into any of the reasons because I don't know them well enough to sit here and talk about him but all I know is he dropped not because of talent but because of like things that weren't relevant And by all stretch, he was fine in his last year at his college. Like he does not have, there's nothing wrong with this kid. He seems like a good kid. I think he is a talented guy that just, that's what happens. You know, a rumor goes around or one coach says the kid did this or that. And next thing you know, instead of being a third round pick, you're a sixth round pick. I drafted the shit out of this guy on my dynasty team's burns. Mm -hmm. So I have a vested interest in him doing well so i'm just saying i got a bias there but um i have him everywhere and i'm i couldn't be more hopeful (laughs) not to say i know anything but i'm super hopeful that he has a nice week this week i wish i would have known that kyron williams was going to come out and like surpass him i have you know i just i thought it was going to be evans and of course kyron williams appears out of nowhere so big miss there but i'm hoping that maybe We'll, we'll get a shot here with Evan so at 4k i'm i'm gonna take my chances here but i don't think you can go all in
1: yeah this is not an all-in play this is a i get A's 4k and you know basically all he needs is like 16 points to make value at, to win a tournament um 12 to get you you know top i don't know 200-ish score. But man, yeah, this is a, this is, this one is not an all in play for sure.
0: Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Not all in, but, but, but worth a shot. Um, I will probably not be looking. So last week we, we talked about on, on the show and on the tournament tactics show, especially why the running back position was so strong. We nailed all three of, all three of the, the nuts plays, which was spectacular. But, why the running back position was something where you could go and put one in your flex last week and feel pretty decent about it. I don't have the same sense this week. Mm-mm. I'm thinking I'm going to go back to wide receiver in the flex. Yep. I don't see a tight end that, that I want to have two of, and I don't really see where I I'm, I don't feel happy having three running backs. I'm feeling better with fewer running backs, um, based on who's available. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, a wide receiver in the flex week uh there's more wide receiver uh better position better spots for wide receivers this week um you know basically the the running backs there's probably grand total of about seven total running backs that are in dynamite spots and everybody else is just in a good is in a spot absolutely um, tricky
0: all right, I yeah. want to do two more things with the show before we um, before we bounce, as this one has um, we're, we're taking a lot of time here. You mentioned a cheaper tight end, so I, I, we talked mm-hmm. enough about tight end that I don't feel like I need to hash the entire group here. Sure. Um, we we both agree that Andrews is the best of the payup options.
1: Yeah.
0: Who's the um, cheapy?
1: GP is uh, Luke Musgrave for Green Bay. Wow. He is He's not expecting that. He is going. He is in probably the ultimate metrics standpoint best spot. Wow. Um, he, I like him so much. He's probably, he's probably going to be the highest owned tight end for me this week. Whoa. Um, yeah. He, he is starting to see more and more targets. Uh, he's week. Was that week three? Got eight targets. We and then in week uh, what was that week five? He got seven. So I, I'm not you know if Watson's going to be shadowed by Patrick Sertain, Dobbs really doesn't have a great rapport yet built with love, but Luke Musgrave does, and uh, Luke Musgrave might actually be the guy that gets you a touchdown. 50 yards receiving five catches. So now you're looking at 13 points at three, 3.3 K you're in and around that five X four to five X range. So yeah, it's Luke Musgrave for me this week. I don't know what his ownership is right now, but I think he could get, I hope he doesn't get really high owned.
0: Weirdly. I just checked when you mentioned it because he hadn't even occurred to me. Like he was not even on my personal radar. And of course, He's he's already projected at the higher end. He he might wind up being the cheap TE du jour, yeah. This week, unfortunately, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, these ownerships really change a lot as the week progresses. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Unfortunately, again, the quick chat. I was like Musgrave number three. I didn't even think of this guy. <laughs> you're you're like your brain is like the ownership bridge. I don't even know what's going on here. Uh,
1: cats and dogs. <laughs> The whole thing, yeah. I wish he was lower owned, but um, I don't, I don't think it's going to end that way. Um, other guys that I like this week, uh, just purely from a metric standpoint, I'm not even going to touch base on Kelsey. I just think Kelsey's in a different range. Um, another guy that I, I want to go right back to. I went, I thought he was going to be a decent play last week. He potentially could have been. Uh, and this is kind of where um, I could see utilizing and this is why i was talking about baker mayfield in the quarterback section um i really think you could utilize k dot in this week at 2.9 k and this is where i was thinking the pairing it wasn't going to be with evans and it wasn't going to be with godwin it was going to be with k dot and so um if you end up going with baker mayfield as quarterback i would and you're talking about a, a extremely low salaried stack i mean
0: and this is super gross. This is like yeah. this is as gross yeah. of a stack as you probably I, have ever suggested it's on the show. I think
1: in total it's like nine point two K total amount for the stack. That's as gross um, as it gets burns. Yeah, it's so if you're looking at nine point two K, oh man, I mean if if Baker gets eighteen to twenty points and K Dot and gets you 15, you got value. It or he could even get you 13, and you know I, I I don't know. It's just another guy that I I think could get you there. It really I really unfriend you. That's not how it works. Yeah, I just think he's really low-salaried guy, and he's not he's not been bad. You're not going to react
0: show. to the unfriending that just happened I, on the K Dotten recommendation. There's no reaction at all. You're just going to yeah. let that go. <laughs>
1: Until he blows up, you know, I won't. I won't react. (laughs) Um, But yeah,
0: let me. Here's a name. I want. What do you think about Patty Fryermuth coming
1: back? Yeah, um, Pat is a good one. Um, I don't mind it at all going out there against Arizona, um, Los Angeles Rams. I don't mind it at all.
0: Thirty nine hundred's a little spendy, but the Rams can be. uh, You know, they've been torched by tight ends.
1: Yeah, another guy. Another guy I'm trying, I'm starting to play with, and if I want to go with him or not, um, is Darren Waller. He's gotten 18 18 targets in the last two weeks, and he I had Tyrod out there, and Tyrod targeted him seven times. I was going to say, do, five we need, for do we need?
0: Do we need Dimes back for this play to be relevant?
1: I don't know if we need Dimes back, but this might actually be the pairing with Tyrod. Where, yeah, he gets those seven targets, five catches, 43, and then he gets across the end zone. It might happen against Washington this week. Yeah,
0: it could get there. Um, the only other name I'm going to throw out there, and then I want to move on, um, Don Parham Jr. Uh, he always gets red zone targets on this team, and yeah. every once in a while, he catches a touchdown, and that's really all that you need. So he's, he, you know, three for 30 and a touchdown is about like what you could hope for here, but it's, you know, it could happen.
1: Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I'm just looking at it right now. I didn't even notice this. I thought he was in the threes. Dawson Knox is 2.9 K.
0: Yeah. Dawson. Yeah. There you go. Another one with no, um, with no uh, competition. Cause I believe that Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Oh no. Let's see. Kincaid has cleared. Okay. So Kincaid will be back. That, that actually ruins it. Yeah. Kincaid back ruins both of them. You can't. I, I I'd actually maybe go with Kincaid over Dawson Knox mm. if I'm being honest. As a matter of fact, now that Kincaid that we didn't think of Kincaid at all, and that we thought of Knox, now I like Kincaid. Yeah. Now I'm adding him to my mix. He's going yep. in. No one even knows he's playing, um, and he is as cheap as anybody, and he's supposed to be this pass catcher. And maybe the Bills are like, you know what? Maybe we're losing because we don't have uh Cole Beasley here. And Dalton Kincaid
1: is our new Cole Beasley. Yep. Yeah. I, I hope Musgrave doesn't go high on because <laughs> I don't like high owned tight ends. Just... No. Uh,
0: you, you, let's not play uh, chalk Ertz. No. If we can avoid it. Um, real quick now, a lot of people wait till the end because they want your defense pick. You've yep. been crushing defenses
1: on the season. So, we actually crushed last weekend outside of the Minnesota game. Yes. Let me pull up last week's. And yeah. What were the What were the it. Shark
0: Lab defenses from last week? I, I forget. You know, a week passes. I thought we talked about Minnesota. I know that that was discussed because it was just like one, but not not emphasized. But you always want to play defense against Chicago. That was like one of yeah. the things. Um, but
1: last week we were on Cincinnati. They did good uh Las Vegas can't remember what they did. Miami was okay. San Francisco was okay. Detroit was really good. They were actually multiple top 20 millimaker lineups.
0: Detroit was great. Um San Francisco did not uh, make value against expectations. If no. you paid up for San Francisco, which is I did a lot of that last week, it 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 didn't work. It was bad.
1: And then it was Atlanta, which was in a very good spot. They just didn't they just didn't produce um tournament winning score, but they were in a really good spot against um, Washington. So um, this week, let's see. Uh, This week, I pretty much am not going to be, it's not going to be a vanilla week. Um, Cleveland against Indianapolis. Um, uh, They're going to be the highest owned of the ones that I'm going to go over here. Um, Buffalo against New England. Um, the giants going up against Washington at home in the Meadowlands, um, Kansas city with the chargers coming to town, uh, the Rams and Tampa Bay so far,
0: any, like any of these, a burns special.
1: Uh, it depends on the ownership. Um, and I'm kind of going back and forth with the total ownership, um, it's going to fluctuate between Tampa Bay and the Rams probably for me, but they're in different salary ranges. So if I had to stay in the same salary range, uh, I would be Tampa Bay and Kansas city. I'll give you my geeks shock defense of the week.
0: Okay. The bears
1: shytown town. Yeah. A lot of people, I think a lot of people are going to go back right back to it, especially after last week and they're going up against Denver. No, but no, no, careful. no, 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 no. Against the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah. Um,
0: Because of the backup quarterback situation, uh, AOC slash uh, 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 Brian Hoyer, I'm just like, the Bears' defense sucks. But if you give me either Brian, I'm your Hoyer, or um, Alexander uh, uh, Ocasio-O'Connell as a quarterback, AOC, these, these people are not good. And I want to play defenses against bad quarterbacks. And I, I just thought the Bears wouldn't be unowned. So I thought I was getting real sneaky and cute. But you're, <laughs> I don't know. Let's actually, let's take a look at owner. I think,
1: I think they'll be owned.
0: Yeah. Seahawks popping is the highest. Didn't even. Yeah, think that, of that doesn't
1: surprise me either. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of people think Dobbs can't get it done. I, the Rams, to be honest with you, with Pickett, that guy can't get it done. Um, He's a picks machine. He's a pick six machine. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ram, where's the Rams?
0: The lowest owned? 3900 So you got yeah. to pay. You got to pay to get the Rams defense in there. Um, so these expensive ones are always uh, sketchy. But um, Burns, let's wrap it up there. Uh, this was really good. It's a tough week, guys. I think this is a week to get creative with your lineups, I think it's a week to build a lot of diversification. Um, around QB wide receiver stacks. Just personally, I think I need to really hit a lot of these different ones and, and kind of catch the right ones. Um, I don't know who the cash quarterback is at this moment. Like who that safe, gonna get me, you know, 22 to 24
1: fantasy points guy is. It's probably one of Mahomes or Allen probably.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, you just gotta pay. And and of course, you you know, when you pay, to sacrifice elsewhere but but um that probably is it it's probably it's probably josh allen to be honest i'm thinking between those two it's probably i'm, I'm leaning allen but even yeah. he has a, a pathway to a failure here so this will be a tough one it'll be challenging um but i'm excited i'm excited to run mme this week using the new um, sim boost feature on the domination station optimizer it is unlike anything else out there, and if anybody's out there, you want to have these tools get access to Burns, myself, and the Discord, all that good stuff. Make sure you sign up for DFS Army's VIP. The link to that is in the description below. Um, we are back testing together, we do group live streams where we set up the optimizer together. DFS Army is very different from other sites because we're really focused on teaching how to use these tools, we're really focused on our members actually getting wins. You see it if you look around the industry, that is not what goes on. So um, we want you to come in, check it out, join us. Um, If you're, if you're hesitant to get signed up, I, I would strongly recommend doing the free month package here. We, so if you're not signed up at the summer, you want to check it out for a month for free. There is a tab up here where you can get a free month of VIP access. And NBA is launching like in seconds, in minutes. So we're going to have NBA MLB playoffs, NHL, esports it's freaking worlds in esports whatever that means i don't even know what mm-hmm. it means but esports is going crazy we got the best esports um projections and staff in the industry if you like playing league of legends not too many of you do but if you do it's part of the vip um so make sure to check it out get signed up burns and i will be back to see you on tournament World. tactics on fridays live and of course all throughout the weekend don't forget that if you want the book, um, Winning the Million Dollar Game, the link is in the description below. Burns' book on how to attack the DraftKings Millie Maker. Uh, get it. It's a wonderful resource. Uh, it's a paperback. It's it's great. And you have priced it at a fair level. Anybody could get it, $29.99. Over on Amazon, you don't have to click the link. You can just go to Amazon, type in Burns, "Willing the Million Dollar Game. It will pop up for you. Get that book. It is awesome if you want to get better at DFS for Burns. For myself, we will see you guys next time.